Blog Talk Radio. journey we start we come back in august we start talking about summertime and you know preseason mini camp you know and we take this journey and the journey takes us through september start of the season we start trying to figure out who's who and what's what takes us through october we start getting close to Halloween, candy, and weather starts to cool down a little bit. Takes us into September, October, um, Jesus Christ, November, and uh, Thanksgiving. To send to December, Christmas, end of the season, New Year's, playoffs, and finally. Yep. Super Bowl. And um, I got to be honest with you, I almost rather talk about basketball, be honest with you. <laughs> I, I'd almost rather talk about basketball because, I, 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 you know, we got two teams in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl, I should say, Super Bowl 52, New England Patriots, Philadelphia Eagles. I can't stand them both. This is disgusting. 32 teams in the NFL. 32. And my two most hated teams are playing each other. Yeah. It's going to be hard over the next two weeks to really talk about this game with any sense of excitement. Because I don't care. Can it end in a tie? Dude, I want, I want to see in the rule book what it says about Super Bowl, and you play five quarters, and it's a tie. Do they just say, okay, I guess no one wins the Lombardi Trophy this year. Oh, well. See you next year. It's a tie. Go home now. That's all. Good night. No. I can hope, right? A tie? Yeah. <sighs> all right. Let's bring in the co-host. I'm disgusted right now. We've got my three co-hosts, my one brother from the same mother and my two other brothers from other mothers. We've got Dr. Train, we've got K-Star, 
and we've got JB. I, I'm not even. I'm not happy right now, fellas. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Yeah, happy Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl. Yeah, this sucks. This sucks. I wanted to call in sick, honestly. I wanted to call in and be like, man. Number 52, Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't care. I, 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 you know, I'm just disgusted, man. I'm disgusted. Sorry. You know? I, I, you know, of all, I mean, if you just think about how many things had to go a certain way to end up with these two teams playing each other, and anyone who predicted this, I mean, it wasn't a big stretch to pick New England, although, you know, Pittsburgh was in the mix, and certainly Jacksonville, um, you know, we'll talk about that game in a minute, but, you know, Pittsburgh is a dynasty, so if you pick Pittsburgh at the beginning of the year, whoop de doo I mean, you know, you went, you went really out on a limb on that one. Jesus Christ, man. Woo! You know? Um, and, you know, the Eagles, you know, at the beginning of the year, no one knew what they were going to be like. So that was, that was more of a stretch. But, you know, as the season went on with Carson Wentz, certainly, you know, they began to show their, their uh, muster and what they were all about. But then when he went down, I, I don't know that anybody thought once he went down – I I don't know that I'll find anybody other than the diehard, and even most of the diehard fans are like, Nick Foles, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. I mean, I recall when they went down thinking, man, you know, uh, Foles is in, and, you know, Cowboys still got a chance, and I was looking at the Cowboys winning out and Philly losing out, and Cowboys still had an outside chance of, you know, taking Philly out and winning the division. I, I recall this conversation my dumbass had. I remember that. I remember that. Not as the team is in the damn Super Bowl. They're in the Super Bowl. They're in the Super I just, I want, you know, I don't know for all of you Cowboy fans, NFC East fans, NFC fans, Eagle haters, I just let that marinate for a minute. The damn Eagles are in the fucking Super Bowl. I can't deal with it. I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, I had to I had to call the only person in the world who knows my pain. I had to give him a call. He's on this he's on this show with me right now, my brother. I had to call him at work <laughs> yesterday. I had to call yeah, I was him. Yeah, like uh, JB, right? <laughs> yeah, man, I had to call him. I was distraught. It better be. Yeah, I had to call. I was distraught. I said, "Hey, nobody. I don't know. I got to call my brother." I got to call my brother. You know, I mean, think of the movie Boomerang and Eddie Murphy, you know, the girl, and the girl did him so good, young, you know, and he looked, and and he said, oh, I got to call my mother. You know, that's how well the girl took care of him in the bedroom. He had to woke up, he had to call his mother. I had to call my brother. I said, Jay, I called him with tears in my eyes. I called him JP. <sighs> I was not happy. See, what y'all don't understand, of course, as a Cowboy fan, I hate the Eagles. And I was just at, uh, I had a beer with a colleague this evening, and um, he, we said the same thing. It ain't the Eagles team, it's the Eagles fans. We both said, Eagles fans are terrible. They're terrible. Can't stand them. It's just, it's just horrible. And what y'all don't understand about the Patriots is, if you live in Connecticut, is how they used us 
to get the new stadium. They used Connecticut. I had to lie. I had to wear a red, white, and blue tie and a, and a Patriot scarf when Robert Kraft came to Hartford to try to convince Governor Rowland to build him a stadium. And he came and he toured different places. And he came and he toured the company I was working for. And I had to actually act like I liked the damn Patriots. And I shook Robert Kraft's hand and I said, I'm a big fan. Oh, man. I sold my soul. And all they did was stick it it and went back to Mass and got their new stadium. So most of Connecticut hates the Patriots for that reason. It's terrible. It's terrible. I I don't know that I can do this, guys. I I was about to see if any one of you guys wanted to host. I was ready to say, you guys want to host? I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm going to try to power through it. But I'm not happy right now. I'm not happy. I'm distraught. The New England Patriots, again, against the Philadelphia Eagles. Bruh. <laughs> All right. Let's see how far we can get. I'm, all, I'm close to the edge. I wish, I wish, I wish I had the song. I don't think I have it. I don't think I have it because I play it right now. Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. I don't have it. Uh-huh. Or uh-huh. I play. Don't even try it. <laughs> you better off. Don't even try it. Oh, man. Don't even try it. I wish I had it because I'd play it right now. I'm not happy. Couldn't be the Saints because of that miracle play. Nope, not the Saints. No, not not the Jags. You know, not the Jags, right? No, no. Because you know why, right, JB? We know why the Jags didn't win. Hello. Yep. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. I want, I want me, me and JB talked yesterday. So we're going to wait. I'm going to let either Train or Case I answer this question, and then JB jump in or I'll jump in. I really care. But somebody has to explain this one thing to me. Somebody has to explain. Case I'm going to ask you first, and then Train, you know, you follow up. Okay, I'm going to ask K-Star because AFC, you played this team twice this year, the Jaguars. So can Mm -hmm. someone explain to me how at the end of the second quarter, with 55 seconds to go, and I believe they had two or three. They definitely had two. They might have had all three in their timeouts. They didn't have all three. They had two. Okay. Um, But two or three timeouts left. 55 seconds to go. And why they took a knee against the New England Patriots. Can, K-Star, please, I, I'm, teach me something here. Help um, me understand. Well, so, I mean, for one, I don't agree with it. Okay, let's put that out there. <laughs> um, I think it's, it, I, I think that because they had a lead, they, they almost felt like it was too, they, they, they were in a perfect scenario and they would just ride it out. Hopefully, make that maybe not comp or, uh, compound 
uh, the momentum New England had just obtained through that scoring drive that they got from a very generous 40-yard flag along the way, might I add. Um, and ultimately, I mean, it reflected that they didn't have confidence in um, in Bortles, and they, you know, they, they they played a conservative, which was clearly a mistake. And that's a theme that replicated itself in the fourth quarter of that game uh, with Jacksonville. So, I mean, from that, it set a it set a almost an om- ominous tone for what would happen later in the game. It was almost like a, a foreshadow as to what happened, and we saw what happened in the fourth quarter with Jacksonville. Uh, I'll put it like this. Jacksonville in the fourth quarter, every single one of their run plays came from shotgun. Very predictable. This And when though they were a team that, you know, ran out the clock before the first half, you know, in the second half, they were snapping the ball with five to ten seconds left on the clock. So they weren't even draining the clock effectively. So not only did they get conservative and more conservative throughout the game, but they also got more and more it seems anxious throughout the game just by how they were conducting themselves through a game plan and, and mismanagement uh, of the clock. It was really bad. Trey, anything to add? I'm, I'm just I'm distraught right now. Trey, help me. Trey, back to Trey. Well, um, you got to give credit to a team for adjusting, man. I, I agree with everything K-Star said. Um, I, I would say that the things I did see in the first half that Jacksonville did well did well is they took what what the Patriots defense gave them. They gave them a lot of underneath Jag, Jaguars turned a lot of underneath throws into big games. You know, it made it everything was positive. Uh, but the second half, it was like the Patriots tightened up on that and uh, forced them to put the ball downfield, which they took their shots. Um, but they paid a lot of money for Stephon Gilmore to come there, and you know they, they got they got the other corners back there. I mean, this the secondary Patriots secondary played pretty well in the second half. Even though they really didn't have to. I mean, it's not like they have elite receivers anyway. But they guard they guard them well. They played on Hollis. Um I don't know, man. It's, it's uh, I, let me let me explain this. Let me, let me tell you, you know, because as much as I don't like the Patriots. What what made me feel good on, on watching that game was that my wife is a Patriots fan. My wife don't really watch the games throughout the year. But that particular day, she was sitting there cheering as if it was the first game of the season. It was great for me. I was like, my wife is watching football. So I just enjoyed that. That's all I thought I'd share that with y'all. Whatever. <laughs> dilly, dilly. Dilly, dilly. dilly. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> dilly, dilly, I love it. Oh, good one, see. <laughs> Turn me into Bud Light. Dilly, dilly. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just funny. Uh, listen, I, you know, your lovely wife, good for her, man. You know, I, 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 I would never say anything against your, your lovely wife because it's your lovely wife. And. And and I'm happy for you. And I'm happy that you know you and you got to. That means you got to enjoy football because the wife was like, "I'm gonna watch football." I get it. I get it. And she's a Patriots fan, so she's happy. I get it. I'm not happy right now. Get get put put the what the. Uh, okay, K Star, I want to bring you back in, and then JP, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to exclude you, brother. Let me just bring K Star back in. K Star, you and I don't agree much. 
But for some reason, over the last several days, you and I have been like, you know, peanut butter and jelly. We've been agreeing <laughs> on everything. I don't know what the hell is yeah. going on. I'm a, little, I'm a little confused. We've been agreeing on everything. Talk to me, because you, you said something that I, I just, I didn't even, I was about to tweet it, and I saw you tweeted, and I just retweeted your shit, because I love that. I love the retweet, because it saves me, like, I just <laughs> retweet, and there it is. I didn't got to type all that yep. shit out. The penalty thing. Like, are we, are, are we kidding? Are we kidding? K-Star, talk about uh, it, man. Yeah, so the, the Patriots, the penalty disparity in this game for those who are uninitiated or, or just wasn't, didn't really pay too much attention to it, I believe the count was nine penalties to one um, on Jacksonville versus, versus New England. And there was a Harvard science uh, statistician uh, who I follow who, who basically broke this down to say, okay, uh, how, how normal is this? How often does this happen? And it ended up being like in the one percentile range uh, of frequency, meaning it hardly at all happened. It was a complete anomaly. And what made it so frustrating was the penalty yards. I believe that uh, Jacksonville had about 115, which an absurd number. But when you think about the penalties, especially in the moments in which they occurred, um, before half, that 40-yard pass to Brandon Cooks when Cooks was uh, taken out of balance by the corner uh, on an uncatchable oh, ball. That was horrible. Oh, that was it was a horrible ball. call. And it was such a key, key play because that was um, the play that gave New England such momentum going into halftime. Um, Wait a minute. Do we all hold on? I just want I want to make sure that pass interference. We all agree that that was bogus. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm 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 pleased, man. I, I'm pleased. I thought I thought we might get one person that was like, well, they were hands. No. I'm like, nah, first man. of all, it wasn't catchable. Second of all, yeah, they were catchable. hand checking. Yeah. And they and he was yeah. hand checking. I mean, it was. You know, usually that play, I'm sorry, I just have to just get this. Usually no, fine. Go ahead. all the football I've watched, that kind of play, they don't call anything because you could go either way. They don't way. call anything, yeah. Right. Yeah. As to mention, he ran out of bounds. He wasn't pushed off. Yeah. He ran out of bounds. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm just disgusted. Go ahead, K-Star. I'm just disgusted right now. Well, I mean, yeah, so there was such an incredible discrepancy in, in flags, and, and it, which is so – uh, such anomaly in terms of like the it's so infrequent how often that disparity occurs that literally again like the bond percentile and, and how often it does occur but what makes it most troubling to me well there's a number of reasons but on a personal note you know what made it most troubling is that last week when the Steelers and Jaguars played there was a lot of contact down the field a lot of contact the reason why some of those catches um, I'm not being a homer some of those catches were, were miraculous was because if you guys remember there was a lot of hand checking going on the Boye and Antonio Brown down the field, damn near every play. But the difference is, and what's most upsetting for me, is there was not one flag called last week on Jacksonville's secondary. <clears throat> now, um, and, and that's fine that it didn't happen. I didn't really complain about it. But it becomes an issue for me when you watch this game and all of a sudden that, that changes in, in this game. That you, as you see, it, it shifts, right? Like now all of a sudden they want to call these flags and throw them, especially – in uh, key moments for such incredible chunk yardage that literally impacts the final score of the game. Um, so the, the inconsistency is really maddening. And the only thing, again, that I've said, and I've said this before, uh, consistent about the NFL officiating this year is that the Patriots seem to be consistently getting those, those calls that are otherwise inconsistent for the rest of the league. They consistently get those, those calls that uh, are, are in doubt for the 31 other teams. They seem to always go the Patriots' way. And 
it's 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 very troubling when you look at everything. And then, of course, at the end of the game, when you have a ref literally dap of Tom Brady, it's not good for the optics. Um, I, look, I'm not suggesting conspiracy, but I am suggesting that there's some something going on where where maybe these refs are just Tom Brady fans. I mean, he he's basically the Jordan of football. We get it, but. I mean, damn, leave your fandom at the door. Like, you can't congratulate a player at the end of the game, especially when you have such a flag disparity and you have such inconsistency throughout the year and week to week, and the Patriots have been involved in so many questionable calls that have gone in their favor. It's not a good look, and it really impacted the, the end result in this game, in my opinion. Yeah. JB, uh, well, I don't know, man. But what, yeah, anything you want to say, man. I, I just I just can't do it. What, what do you got for me, JB? I don't know. Well, I mean, bad calls is it's kind of like what we had chit-chat about yesterday, and I'll just elaborate a little further. When you got swag and you've got confidence and you're feeling good about yourself, you have to have that carry through. And when you're attacking and attacking and attacking, you don't let up. You know the old expression, keep your foot on the throat. That applies here, keep your foot on the throat. We can talk about all these bad calls all, all day long because it's the truth. Um, to have six penalties for 100 some odd yards or close to it versus just one penalty for five yards or 10 yards, whatever it was, that's uh, a little preposterous. And the fact that of the matter is not the first time we've talked about Patriots and officiating going hand-to-hand like ham and cheese. So something's got to be going on there. Um, K-Star, you hit it right on the head. Not saying conspiracy theory, but, yeah, something's going on. With that being said and pushed to the side, you have to keep attacking. You cannot let up. You play, you play very well in the first half, but you have to play even better in the second half because for whatever reason, the Patriots, when they're cut and see their own blood, instead of caving in, they elevate to another level. And that's exactly what happens. And you have to elevate to that level to keep a cushion. You get up 10, 14 points, what have you, you still got to start swinging. You got to go for the fences. You got to let it all hang out. You got to go for the jugular. And they just didn't do it. I don't know if they felt comfortable. I don't know if they were starstruck. I don't know if they just didn't want to blow it. Or I don't know if they were playing not to lose. But whatever the case may be, they didn't finish the job. And this is, that's what is going to happen. Look at what happened with the Falcons last year in the Super Bowl. Case in point. I mean, per prime example right there. Keep your foot on the throat. They didn't do it. You know, you know, I, I can't do it. I'm just, I, uh, uh, yeah, I agree with you, man. Um, you know, I think, you know, I think, I think that punk ass Tom Brady went and cut his own hand on purpose because he's just so good and he gets bored and he just has to add an extra level. So he's like, you know what? Somebody give me a knife. Somebody give me a knife. What you doing? Let me just cut my hand. What you throwing in? Yeah, why? Because uh, this game's too easy for me. I got I got to add an extra level of challenge. Yo, you playing the best defense in NFL? Yeah, hold my beer. You know, like, I don't think he cared. I, I, you, you know, and he cuts his hand, puts a little bandage on. You know, goes about his day. Oh yeah, I got stitches, whatever. And he looked like, and he thought, and he throws the ball like he was throwing the ball like Aaron Rodgers. He looked just as good as he's always looked. With a cut hand and a band-aid on it. Yeah, 10 or 12 stitches. That's insane. Yes! I'm telling you. 
They said, you know you're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. And what did he say? Hold my beer. That's what he said. I, I just, I just, I just, I just can't. You know, okay, let's be real for a minute. We all know. And here's the next question I ask. I'm going to ask a question. We all know the greatness of Brady, the greatness of Belichick. We all we know this, okay, and and, and it, there's no denying it. Um, they've done things that have just not been done. There, they might win three out of four a second time, you know, like never been done. You know, do it twice. Um, Brady going for his sixth individual Super Bowl, never been done. You know, it, it just it's just so many things. You know, ninth appearance and, um, but you know, one of one of. K-Star and I's uh, colleagues from the Madden world, N.J. Rod, posted that, um, in his opinion, uh, Tom Brady is the best athlete, not just best quarterback. He, He started to say, he said, the best football player in the history of football, and then went on to say, I'll take it even one step further, the best athlete of any sport ever. Period. Um... And I and I made a comment that I was going to bring it up on the show and see what my colleagues thought about the statement of Tom Brady being the best athlete ever, bar none, crossing over every sport. Thoughts? I don't really care who goes. I'm so disgusted right now. Was he smoking or something? Did did he have too many beers? Um, wow. He he's uh he's a man of conviction. Okay. Won't argue with that one. If he wants to say best quarterback, fine. Outside of that, miss me with that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I, why, I went, why, so, so why miss you, though? Like, let's explain that. Explain that. Why, 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 don't agree? Why? Yeah, I'm curious what, um, why why people why people are being dis- so dismissive of it? Uh, did you see Michael Jordan play? I did. I didn't even insert my opinion. I'm asking for yours. Please give it to me. Did, did you see? Did you see like all the championship years that he played? Did you see like half of them? I know you were a toddler, so I had to ask. What's the argument against Brady? Got a gap here. What is it? It's not an argument against Brady. It's 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 an argument that. Best athlete over MJ? No. Well, I'll give you one it's argument not, against again, athlete. It's just four. I'll give, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give you one argument against when you say best ever is a quarterback plays half the game, and a basketball player plays the entire game. So it's going to be hard for me to ever pick a, a quarterback over a basketball player who has to play both ends of the court, especially as great as Michael Jordan. Um, so that's the first argument I'm going to give you against Tom Brady and being that's, and that's the greatest. A good one. Right. The second thing for me is I wouldn't even put him as the top football player of all time. Quarterback, yes. He's got that title. I said for a while it was Montana, and, and after last Super Bowl, I gave it to Brady. And then what he's done this year and what he may do in two weeks, absolutely. Best football. Best uh, quarterback. Um, football player, I'm sorry. Um, no, I, my my top all time Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice is so 
far better than every other wide receiver, including Randy Moss, to ever play this game. It ain't. It, it's not even a conversation. You know, the Super Bowls, the individual awards. I mean, everything you want to look at. Now, was Randy Moss more physically gifted? Absolutely. Randy Moss is a freak of nature. Four three, you know, six four, could jump. Great hands. You know, we won't even go there. But when you talk about on-field performance, Jerry Rice played till he was forty-two years old. Was that was in a, a Super Bowl at Oakland at forty, and a contributor, not just you know, not just playing. 22,000 yards, like he's so far better than every other wide receiver to ever play the game. It's just, it's not even, it's disgusting. And then I read somewhere a guy brought up primetime. I hadn't even considered Deion Sanders when you talk about just the greatest football players. But Deion, not only on the defensive side, but with his punt return and his kick returns, and even on offense, being a deep threat, um, could just single-handedly change an entire game. You know, so you, you throw him in the conversation. And then my last one, there's others you can put in, but, you know, and Trey's going to like this one, but I'm going to tell you something. Walter Payton? Yes, sir. <laughs> Let me tell you something, You're man. reading my mind. Bruh? That's the, <laughs> that, first, that's the first person that came to mind when you did football. <laughs> when you talk about just an incredible athlete, a guy, now you want to talk, you know, K-Star talks about Le'Veon Bell. Um, you can go back and watch some video of Walter Payton, who did it all. Ran, yep. caught out of the backfield, picked up the block. His workout regimen was insane. I mean, dude was just, it, you know, as far as football players go. So, I mean, I, I just can't see myself putting Brady ahead of these guys. Um, does, he, does he deserve some sort of discussion? Absolutely. But to just come out and just say he's the best football player ever, no. And then to take it even further and say the best athlete ever, I'm going to throw another athlete out there that people take for granted that I'm going to throw out there. Because you say Ali. I mean, I was going to say Ali. Ali's one. You talk about Jordan is another. I'm going to give you another one that people don't think about. When you talk about greatest athlete ever, regardless of sport or gender, Serena Williams. You look at what she's done yeah. in tennis. Oh, man. Yeah. Jackie Jr. Curtis, too. So, so. You want to go that? You want to go that route? You can. Well, you can. So that's that's where I'm at. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with with Brady that that can be argued. If someone were to say the most cerebral, okay, that's that's a better conversation to have. But we're talking about athlete, and and when you define athlete, you're talking about physical capabilities. And he can scan a field and he can put the ball like nobody else. But that's only part of an athlete. And we talk about the Walter Paytons of the world. We talk about the MJs. We talk about the Serena Williams, Jackie Joyner, Curtis, all these, Jerry Rice. It, it's, it's the athletic part of it. That's why everybody says athlete. It's the athleticism that one can see and that one puts on display. And we don't see that from Brady. We see the cerebral aspect of it, and the athletic part is putting the ball where it needs to be and being able to get out of being sacked. That's different than all these other cats that we're talking about. So that's why I can't give him this you know, greatest athlete ever. No, I'm, uh-uh, no, not happening. See, I think there's an argument. Um, I don't think that he is. I think that I would go with Jordan personally. But to me, he's hands down the best football player ever. I mean, the dude's 40. He's been at eight Super Bowls. He has a chance to win six. He's won multiple MVPs. 
with multiple Super Bowl records. It's the greatest Super Bowl comeback in NFL history. And I think what maybe might be uh, – well, uh, okay. Uh, best football player ever for me, again, is hands down. I think what people might struggle with um, is athlete because athlete means different things to different people. I think maybe what Rod meant was just like best player relative to, uh, you know, sports dominance, maybe most dominant athlete in their sport or, or figure in their sport. Because, you know, athlete could just be in pure athleticism. Um, and if you and if you extrapolate that across multiple sports, I don't think that's Brady. I think, you know, like, like T, you said, uh, they only play one side of the field. Uh, Brady does. He, he only plays on offense. Like, um, maybe you would want to go with Dion if you're going to make that case in terms of, like, pure athlete. Or, to me, again, I agree with the Jordan premise, and that's just because outside of just the dominance, I mean, playing both sides of the ball, offense and defense being uh, the best, really, on both sides. So, um, But, I mean, again, so I think maybe Rod, I don't want to put words in his mouth. Uh, I didn't see his post, but I think maybe he's the most dominant relative to their sports competition. But um, I, I think there's a case for sure, but, uh, no, nah, I'd go with Jordan. Jordan all day for me. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, Rod, and you know, Rod can't stand you, right? And so you may, you know, I'm just letting you know. You know. Yeah. That's you know, you know, I mean, yeah. Nah. Nah, it's too bad. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why. You're such a uh, likable I rub, guy. I, rub, I, <laughs> I, rub, I, I rubbed him the wrong way. Um, I don't know. Rod, Rod, Rod's a really smart guy. I respect him, but, you know, he feels how he feels about me. I can't really help that, but. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Rod and I used to have talks kind of similar to the talks train you and I used to have. Um, but Rod, Rod, once he has his mind made up, um, there's, there's really, there's really not much you're going to do to convince him, you know, differently. Once he's decided that, you know, this is it, then this, this is it. And, um, you know, but, but, you know, he's a brother and we, we've had, you know, we, we back when, you know, he's a tournament director, um, he's, you know, um, how, how we know him is he's run tournaments for, uh, you know, the Madden community. And back when I was really involved in Madden, I was hanging out with all these tournament directors and promoting their tournaments and that kind of stuff and him and, you know, a one and, um, you know, Bobby, Bobby storm and, um, you know all these guys. I knew, Yo, I, I love, them all, I love you know? Bobby Storm, by the way. That's one of the coolest dudes. Yeah, Bobby yeah, Storm was a good yeah. guy. Yeah, he was cool. You know, I haven't talked to him in a minute. Every once in a while, he'll hit me up and just check in. Yeah. You know, ask me if I'm ever coming back to Madden, and the answer is no. Um, <laughs> it really answers hell no. It never happened. I'm done. I'm really. I'm actually trying to. I'm gonna find. I want to read it real quick. I'm looking. He posts a lot, man. He, you know, he really needs to stop posting so much to get it, get a, get a life, man. This is ridiculous. I gotta scan through all these goddamn posts, bro. Jesus Christ. Um, and then I have another. Then I have another. Bill Cosby spotted in Philadelphia sporting Eagles gear. Who cares? Like, leave Bill Cosby alone. Y'all need to leave Bill Cosby alone. Seriously. You know, I agree. Don't he have Don't he have a woman to harass somewhere? Anyway, um, hold on, guys. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, what you talking about there? Train out, even though. Hold on. Allison Shermer, Star Wars producer, dead at 54. Oh, she had lung cancer. Okay, too bad. Um, 
I learn a lot scrolling people's timelines here. Hold on. I, honestly, I'm scrolling. I'm going through, like, all these damn posts. Uh, good Lord almighty, dude. Okay. Uh, nope, this still ain't here. Cory Booker is getting ready to run for president? Okay. I don't know why he would do that. All right, moving along. Um, good Lord. Okay, I know he posted. Maybe he deleted it. Maybe after I. Um, oh, there's a picture of him with Cory Booker. Okay. Um, guys, I apologize that this is taking longer than I thought. Um, I didn't realize he posted so much on Facebook. It really was it was a post that he said, and I just wanted to read it to you guys. Okay, well, here's the other thing I wanted to run by you guys. Um, I had a uh, friend of mine who said that the Cowboys should have taken Jalen Ramsey over Ezekiel Elliott. And I was curious your thoughts on Jalen Ramsey over Ezekiel Elliott. JB. That's your boy. Well, yeah, I don't have a problem with it because uh, Cowboys needed to have a difference maker to balance things out. Granted, the defense needed some help, but as we've already found out and seen, if you have a, a strong running game, that's going to indirectly help your defense anyway. And if they had gone with either pick, quite frankly, I thought it would have been a good choice. And when that draft came up, I think T.U. and I were talking about it, we knew it was going to be between the two. And I was like, hey, whichever one they pick, I'm happy with it. And I think it worked out for both. I think the, 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 the downside of it, which nobody saw coming, was the six-game suspension. So hindsight, always twenty twenty. But I still would have done the same thing if I had to do it all over again. So I'm fine with, with Cowboys taking Zeke and then Ramsey going to the Jags. I don't see that as a well, well. Well, well, what what my what my football colleague said was, if you have a shutdown corner versus a running back, you always take the shutdown corner. And he described it as football one on one. Those were his words, not mine. Hmm. Mm, well, that's that's his uh, opinion. I wouldn't. I dare wouldn't say call that football one on one. Well, that's why I'm asking you guys. I, so I'll jump in. I, I I kind of agree with him, um, with a friend. And, you know, so the reason why is because, well, first of all, it's always relative to the team. I'll, I'll just start there. It's always relative to the team. So there's never a one, you know, one player fits all, you know, no matter what the scheme is, players are, so on and so forth. But more times than not, I would always take the corner over the running back um, simply because it's easier to, to, to uh, have – stronger running backs and especially, you know, find them in later rounds than it is, um, you know, primetime cornerbacks. Um, however, for, for the one thing that's a little unique with, with Dallas, and I remember there was debate before the draft of the, the Cowboys, and even after the draft of the Cowboys should have drafted Jalen Ramsey or Zeke. Um, I understood both sides, but, you know, I, I think I, I was – I understood the Zeke thing because – here, here was the, the, the ultimate difference maker for me was the Cowboys had a, a uh, philosophy that they wanted to adhere to and optimize, but they also had um, the offensive line talent to really 
unlocked, like the sheer capacity and potential of Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott. So with that in mind, I understood the pick, and um, I think it was the right pick for Dallas because of that. Because, I mean, you have a once-in-generational talent like Zeke, and if you have the Cowboys uh, off at the line, you, you better damn sure leverage that as best you can, especially if that's from your team philosophy. Uh, really, any other organization, I would have wanted. To, I would have probably picked Ramsey, um, no question. But given the Cowboys team structure, uh, you know, Zeke was fine with me. That's what I said. Yes, but he said it differently. Give a damn. <laughs> Said the same damn thing. Okay. I'm trying. Any thoughts? Train. Any thoughts on the Ramsey issue? I mean, uh, he's basing it on hindsight, right? Well, he is, but he's also he's also he. he, But the 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 thing that got me was the comment that it's football one on one. You always take a shutdown corner over a top running back. That's the comment that got me. Okay. Okay. Um, well, yeah, first of all, it is hindsight. Secondly, I don't know how you equate that to football one-on-one. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just not sure how you equate the – I mean, you look at the impact of the player um, and what Zeke did for Dallas in his first year and how – important he was to the offense, how easier he made Dak's job, how easier he made the defense job. And um I don't I don't think I would trade that for Jalen Ramsey. Um and a shutdown corner, I don't know if I'll call Jalen Ramsey a shutdown corner yet. I say he really? plays on a very good defensive team. Yeah. I'm 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 not uh-huh. gonna give him I'm not gonna give him that when you know, it's it's got it's two sides. So it, corners are good, along with the defense. When the defensive line plays well, it makes the corner look good. And then when the corner look corner plays well, it makes the defensive line look good. And honestly, I haven't watched enough of Jacksonville to really make that statement to him. So I, I'll I'll wait. I wait. I always like to give players a few years anyway, um, because once teams have tape on you, once other players have studied you. Uh, it's a different ball game, but I, I really don't yeah. see how this one on one that you take a shutdown corner over a running back. Like you don't even know that he's a shutdown corner. By the way, Rod must have deleted that post, so we're gonna move on from that topic. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, so much I, I don't. Football one on one. Well, no, no, no. That was the Brady post. Um, this one is BJ. BJ. Um, and and just you know my my thoughts on it are you know first of all when someone says something's football one on one, um, you know I, I you know yeah, um that was that and I told him I said well it's not number one number two Zeke is a special running back, um, you know um and and we saw what he could do I mean first year he led the lead in rushing the second year he led the league in you know yards per game he only played 10 games he was out for six and had a lot of stuff I don't know what he would have done had it just been his normal second year dare I say probably would have led the league in rushing again just based on what he did the 10 games that he played um and could the Cowboys have gotten an extra win or two and gotten to the playoffs 
I, I don't think there's any reasonable person other than a Cowboy hater that would disagree with that. Um, what he has done for this team, you know, is, you know, it, it's not even measurable, the difference he makes. And, and, you know, this is a team that had Emmett Smith. This is the team that had DeMarco Murray at his best, you know, 1,800 yards. This is a team that understands the importance of a run game and, you know, what a good run game will do when your defense isn't what it what it could be. Now, granted, you bring in Jalen Ramsey, so now your defense is better, but which side of the ball are you impacting more? I think, to me, it's pretty clear you're going to impact the game more by bringing in a, you know, generational running back. And that's what Zeke is. He's a, he's a once-in-a-generation running back. Um, and I just I, – I think the Cowboys knew exactly what they were doing. I think they made the right call. I think Ramsey's, Ramsey's a bad man, and I think, you know, he's, yep. he's on his way. Um, you know, I think – I, I kind of side with Train. Like, um, I'm a little shy of calling him a shutdown corner just yet, but is he immensely talented and is he on his way? Absolutely. Um, you know, I think that – you know, you know, he's going to learn to temper some of his verbal enthusiasm because now you're looking like a fool talking about we're going to go to the Super Bowl and win that bitch. Well, you're not. Um, and, you know, and as a <laughs> cornerback, yeah, unless you're playing Madden, and as a cornerback, your ability to back up that statement is not as strong as, as the quarterback's ability to say that. Although we did see Matt Hasselbeck. I say we're going to get the ball and win, and then a cornerback <laughs> shut him up years ago. But anyway, I, that was I, awesome. I, 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 I digress. So anyway, but thank you guys. I just I wanted to share some of my Facebook, um, some of my Facebook um, discussions with you, and I figured you guys would be very supportive. So I appreciate it. Dilly dilly. dilly, dilly. dilly, dilly. There we go. All right. Yeah, Let's go way, to the other never, game. No, real quick, nothing's yeah. ever like shut case and shut, like, football 101, this has to happen. Nothing's ever that absolute, like, first of all. Just everyone needs to know that. It's always, it's always relative because there's so much context that needs to be taken into account and too many variables. You can't just say, you know, this is always, you know, X is always greater than Y no matter what. Like, that's just, that's just never the case. Anyway. I, I agree with that. This is scary. Cause we're, we're, we're agreeing. We need to have, like, a Trump-Obama <laughs> conversation or something and get back on the disagreeing side of things. Shit is scary. Yeah. yeah. But, but since we're on that topic, well, can someone define what a shutdown corner truly is? Oh, I want to have that discussion real quick. Deion Sanders in his prime. Um, well, I don't yeah, know, that's but, example, I mean, but I mean, a definition. I'm looking for more it's of tough a to measure. It, it, it's tougher to measure for for a corner. I mean, because you know, like you said, a train said earlier. Uh, sometimes a corner success is contingent, mostly contingent on other variables, but you can say, you can say the same thing for other positions too. Um, but I would, I would just say, you know, when I think of shutdown corners, I think Darrell Revis, Dion, um, Gerald Green was pretty damn good. Rod Woodson was pretty damn good. You know, just elite level cornerbacks. Well, Patrick Peterson yeah. damn really well, good. I mean, you know, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to say no, not just elite. I'm shut down corner is more than just elite. This is a guy that takes half the field away. This is a guy that you say, Okay, there's Julio Jones, lock him down. There's Randy Moss, lock him down. There's Antonio Brown, lock him down. And he goes and does it. That's, that's a guy yeah. doesn't need any safety help, doesn't need zone help, doesn't need underneath help. He goes, he mans up, and he shuts. Now, he's not going to win 
you know, the guy, you know, I, I, it's not technically zero, you know, five targets, zero catches, zero, no. But you take a, a, a guy who, who normally will get you seven, eight catches, 80 yards and a touchdown, and he'd get two catches for 12 yards and no touchdown on 10 targets, he was just shut down by that shutdown corner. I, that's a guy, and, and, and it's really dictated by the game planning when the offense says, okay, um, <laughs> we know prime time is over there. So we ain't even going to throw I, – I, listen, I watched prime time, best cornerback ever. I watched him yep. in his prime, okay? And I, I, he got bored because they wouldn't even throw the ball his way. So all the Richard Sherman talk in his prime, respect the man, but he still got thrown at. He still got challenged. Ramsey still got challenged. They, they wouldn't even throw the ball his way. He, they, they, they were so scared of what he could do. So that's why when I think shut down Connor, outside of Dion, it gets hard for me. It gets real hard. He was the he. That really, they shouldn't even call it shut down corner. They should call it Dion corner. That's a Dion corner right there. Because to me, he was the quintessential in his prime before he had the toe injury. And then you know, hey, shit happens. But five or six years, y'all they couldn't throw on him. Why you think this dude? Why you think he goes to freaking um, uh, uh, San Francisco, wins a Super Bowl? Right? And why did San Francisco go get him? We need someone to match up against Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin is killing us. We need someone to match up against Michael Irvin. Okay, let's go get the best in the game. Oh, Dallas said, oh, (laughs) we need someone to match up against Jerry Rice. Let's go get the best in the game. I mean, you know. He used to get on Rice's nerves. That's how you know he wasn't the the, the best ever because he used to drive Rice crazy. He was just, you know, yes, the best ever. TBE. He should have, and I don't really like him these days. I think he's a little too arrogant. You know, I think he's still living, you know, in prime, and, you know, you ball, you get the call, and who cares? You ain't playing no more. Leave me alone. Although sometimes he's kind of funny. But anyway, my point is this. I love that, him. <laughs> he, can be, he can be funny. But, Jay, that would be it, man. A guy, a guy that's so good, they don't, they don't even throw the ball his way for fear of what he's going to do. And and that's what I expected the answer to be, and it's more of going back to Rob's statement of being a shutdown corner. I think Jalen Ramsey is a hell of a football player, but just given that five-minute dialogue that we had, I think that proves he is not a shutdown corner just yet. Capability, he's got it. Is he there yet? I don't think so. So that's why I wanted to go through that discussion. Okay. We have gone through that discussion. Um, let's go to the other game, and then we'll start. We'll do our. We'll, we'll do the. We'll do the first part of our Super Bowl preview. But train, I'm gonna go to you, man. So Minnesota uh, chokes it up against Philly, and uh, Nick Foles out there looking like Nick Manning. Um, was this a case of good Philly or bad Minnesota? Because this was not even a game. This was just. You know, took him out back woodshed. This this was this was for you Southern folk. Jail will remember this. This was to go on out back and go out there and break off your branch off the tree and bring it in because I'm gonna whoop you with the branch that you brought in. That's what that's what you do down south. Um, go and pick that, me a switch. Yeah, and 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 whoop you with that switch that you brought in. Um, 
and you pulled your pants down and got whooped. There wasn't nothing through the clothes, no. You pulled your pants and your drawers down and got whooped. That's what happened in Minnesota. Train, is this good Philly or bad Minnesota? <laughs> yeah, I came with you tonight, man. <laughs> I'm just a mess, man. I'm just a, to- I'm a whole mess, man. I just don't even want to do this. <laughs> See, you're playing hurt tonight, by the way. You're playing with a, you're playing with a uh, fragile and hurt ego, man. I mean, shit is rough right oh, now. Oh, God. It's rough, man. Um, it is. It's. You're I, stupid. I would, I would, <laughs> I would definitely say, um, a, this is, a, it was a really, really bad, really bad Vikings, um, performance. <laughs> but to, to the Eagles' credit, they took advantage of every last bit of it. And, um, if anything, the Vikings did do well. They were, they were, they were pretty stiff against the run. Uh, but man, they made Trey Waynes look like he just got drafted the night before the game. I mean, they treated that secondary like it was non-existent. Like these dudes wasn't even doing real stop and go routes. They were doing playground stop and go routes. But he said, "Hey man, I'm gonna come off. The line. I ain't going nowhere, and then I'm just gonna take off running." Literally, that's what happened on the play, and it's a touchdown. I was like, okay. That's that's a really horrible defense. Like these dudes is like they were asleep out there. So that was that was a horrible performance by the Vikings, but Dilly Dilly to the Eagles for taking advantage of it, man. And Nick Foles, oh my god. Dilly um, Dilly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's he's gonna have to repeat that if he want if, if the Eagles are gonna win the Super Bowl. I'll put it that way. Okay. Um yeah, I, I don't have a lot of comments on this game because it it really just it wasn't a game. Um, so I, I don't really, you know, I'm totally, totally disappointed in Minnesota in this game, just completely. I, you know, JB, any thoughts? Because I, I really don't have anything else on this one. It's just sickening. Well, sickening. They, they thought sickening. The, the initial drive that Minnesota had, they looked like they were picking up right where they left off. But they just, once they threw that pick six and the way that pick six occurred, I said that's a wrap, game over, because I really think that the way they had to come back in dramatic fashion against the Saints, I think that they had left that game in Minnesota, and they came out to Philadelphia with their game still back in Minnesota. Because after that pick six, it was all downhill from there. Yeah. It was. Absolutely it was. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, let's move on. Goodbye, Minnesota. Gotta get credit to Nick Foles. Gotta get credit to Nick Foles real quick. Just, just the man played a game of his career. He was. I don't even know if that was. I don't know if that was Nick Foles out there, guys. Someone he tried to, to get paid. Man. Investigation. He tried to get bro, paid. He no caution. Bro, coming back. Nick Nick <laughs> Foles, like the throws he was making, I was like, who the? There's no way. This is insane. It was just insanity. It was crazy. It's just crazy. You ever just wait for something to happen and it never happens? And you're standing there looking stupid, waiting. That was me. <laughs> I kept waiting. I almost tweeted, don't worry, Minnesota. Foles will give it back to you. Don't worry. This is what he does. Just like Eli and, you know, some of the other quarterbacks out there that had their moments. Just, just be patient. And I didn't tweet it, but I told my brother yesterday I was ready to tweet. Don't worry. This is Nick, this is Nick Foles. Like, he done been around the league and back, you know. You know, he done been around the world, you know, around, it's like, it's like that damn old movie, Around the World in 80 Days. He done been around the world and back. 
Okay, you really think he's going to play a great game? Come on, hang tight. This Mism Fism played a great game. Hey, hey, hey. It was insane. It was crazy. And, and he didn't give it back. Like, he played, like, you know, you play. I got on there somewhere. I just played it. He played to win the game. I said, what happened? So, Yo, actually, yeah. Hey, man. Hey, you. <laughs> Going back to you saying you just waiting for something bad to happen. Don't they remind you of, of that part in the Golden Child when he's trying to get the knife? He pulls yes. out the quarter because he's standing yes. on the ground. <laughs> yes. And he's sitting there waiting to hear something. And yes, yes, Bruh. Hey, we're oh, him, but <laughs> ain't no ground here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, <laughs> to do this. Let me ask you guys this before we before we begin to talk about Philly and the Patriots cuz I'm going to delay that as long as I can. I just can't. I just can we just can I just I'm going to delay it as long as I can. Um So, let's start in Minnesota for a minute. Okay? We are going to give Minnesota 5 minutes of our time because I want to ask y'all a question. You know, it was Teddy Bridgewater's team before he blew out his knee. And then Sam Bradford came in and played well, and then he got injured. And in case Keenum comes in and plays well and takes him to the conference championship game, and Bradford and Bridgewater are healthy. Um, do we have a quarterback controversy in Minnesota? And if we do, because, because the answer it would be no if you think Bridgewater gets the team back automatically, then that means there's no quarterback controversy. If you don't think that's the case, then we got a quarterback controversy. Okay? So that's the definite because it was his team before he got hurt. So if he's not getting the team back, then we have a controversy. And the second question would be, who would you give the team to? Like, who at this point, looking at 2018 football season, eight, nine months from now, off off season is for them, it's right now. You got three quarterbacks, and I don't even know who's under contract and who's not, but for the moment, we're all three under contract, even if any of them are about to expire. Right now, they're all under contract. Teddy about to be a free agent. What's that? Yep. Teddy's about to be a free agent, and I don't believe Sam Bradford is under contract either. I don't think they have anyone, any of them. Maybe nope. maybe Case. But, yeah, okay, I know, definitely so- know Teddy Bridgewater's coming out. Okay, so let's just go to the – let's just through the – is there a quarterback controversy? Because I think we can all agree there is. Whose team is it? Whose team do you give it to going into the 2018 season? I'll start with you, Train, because Lord knows how much you love Minnesota. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> ah. Um, I'm trying to take my uh... – I'm trying to come from this from a coaching perspective, even though I've never been an NFL head coach. I dreamed about it a few times, but I'm good. So I would think I would think um I would almost have to find a way to bring back both Case Keenum and Bridgewater. Um I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, then the other factor is Pat Sherman is leading. 
Yes, he is. So the guy who orchestrated the offense that Case Keenum ran pretty well is leaving. So it's uh, it's like, yeah, I should bring my case. He played well. But then who's running the offense? And is he going to execute it? Is he going to execute that guy's offense as well as he executed Pat Shermer's? And you kind of invested a draft pick, first-round draft pick, in both Bradford and Bridgewater. But, you know, who who have you not seen enough of to make a true evaluation? And to me, that would be Bridgewater. Um, as far as Sam Brass is concerned, you know, he, yeah, there was one point in Minnesota he he did he did look decent, but that dude is a statue. I mean, a huge statue with a slow release. Yeah, yeah, I, I hated that we hurt him when we played him because we could have won that game. Damn it! So, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm. So, who, who, who would be your quarterback? Because I have no idea who you picked. I said you have to bring back Case and. Um, and, and Bridgewater and I probably, um, I probably go a competition between those two. Okay. Okay. So bring back two and let them compete. Let them fight it out. All right, K Star. Yeah. I gotta agree with the train. I think that um, you gotta bring back Case for sure. I think you gotta bring Teddy back as well. I, I'm pretty sure um, Bradford has a. a much more expensive, uh, higher salary contract than the, rest the other two guys, and definitely got to give Case a chance to fight for a spot, and definitely got to give a chance to uh, Teddy. I mean, he came back from a significant injury. That was his team. We expected that to be his team, and so you, in this case, you have a you have a conflict, and you might as well just let the the best man come out of it and have a you know competition to see which one is the better player. I think that's just the way to go. Okay. And T, JB, yeah. T, real quick before JB goes, just let me add. I'm, I'm going competition because of the change at offensive coordinator. If Pat Sherman was staying, I'd go Case Keenum. But because there's a change at OC, you have to make that a competition. Okay. Uh, uh, JB. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have a whole lot to add. Um, I think Bradford's odd man out, and it'd be a competition between Keenum and, and Bridgewater. Um, they're both relatively young, and um, I mean, especially Bridgewater. Don't know how much he's recovered from his knee surgery, the, the injury he had. So I'm kind of right there with with, uh, with Train and, and J-Star. Let it be a competition between those two. Okay. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you that all three of you guys are wrong. Um, you know, I'll tell you that right now. I'm just telling you, you're wrong. Okay. Um, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't tell the quarterback that took you to the conference championship game. We're bringing you back to compete for your starting job. I mean, I, I, you know, you three were the ones who were all over me a year ago about, Dak and Tony Romo, and you guys, you know, you got you can't take the team away from Tony. You got to give it to Dak. You got to give it to Dak. And now you're saying, well, we're going to take the team away from Case Keenum and make him earn it again. I think he already earned it. I think you bring back Keenum and Bridgewater if Bridgewater will resign if he's not under contract. Um, he's 25. 
he might want to go somewhere else and get a chance to be a starter. And if he does and doesn't want then, then goodbye. But if you bring them both back, you name Keenum your starter. You say, it's your team. Bridgewater, you're the backup. And you are younger. We'll see what happens. But right now, Keenum is our starter. And, hey, you know, you got, you got mini camp. You got, I mean, you know, if you think back to Seattle when they went and got Matt Flynn and drafted Russell Wilson and um, – they paid Matt Flynn a one-year contract, $10 million, and we all said that they were crazy to name Russell Wilson a starter. Well, they didn't pay Matt, Will- Matt uh, Flynn to be a backup for $10 million. They brought him in to be the starter. But guess what? Russell Wilson played so damn good, was so head and shoulders better. Pete Carroll's like, okay, this is ridiculous. <laughs> You're the starter. You can go sit down. Uh, hold my beer. You know what I mean? And you, you name Case Keenum the starter, and you make Bridgewater your backup if he's willing, assuming he's not in the contract. And I don't think if he's a, if he's a free agent, you, then he's going to go. If you don't sign him and make him your starter and give him money, he'll go, and he should. So contract status aside, you make Case Keenum your, your starter, and you bring these guys in, and Case is your starter. And if Bridgewater goes in and significantly gives you reason to make that change, you do it. But he's got to go in realizing you're not going to get most of the snaps. This is Case Keenum's team. Sorry, this is the NFL, baby. You know, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have blew out your knee, bruh. Okay, you shouldn't have done it. Okay, that's what you get. Messing around with that damn kryptonite. Okay, I'm joking. But anyway, that's that 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 there 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 will not. I I will be I will be shocked if they come back and say there's going to be a quarterback competition. I will be shocked. And Case Keenum is only 29. I thought he was older. He's only 29. Okay. So I mean, you know, if he plays like he did this year, you've got your quarterback. Okay. That's how I feel about it. Um. Now, I think that was the easy one. Let's go to Philly Philly. Punk ass team that they are. Philly Philly. Dilly Dilly. Dilly Dilly. Yes. Let's just, and we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. Touch on a little bit tonight before we get out of here. And then next week we'll spend the whole, the whole time just on the Super Bowl and we'll make our picks next week. But before we talk a little bit about Super Bowl, preview a little bit. Just indulge me for a minute. Nick Foles wins the Super Bowl. Plays well. I'm not saying I'm not saying the defense wins the Super Bowl. I'm saying Foles plays well, like he played Minnesota, plays that well, and Philly wins, and Foles is Super Bowl MVP. Now I would have never said this except seeing what I saw last week. Saw what he was capable of last week. Let's say he does it again against New England, and they win. He throws for 300 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, Super Bowl MVP. Do we have a quarterback controversy now in Philadelphia? Okay, Star, I'll start with you. Hell no, but you probably got a really nice trading piece. Um, (laughs) You know, like, uh, clearly Wentz is the the franchise, but if Bulls has a great Super Bowl. I mean, he certainly has um, 
he, I'll put it like this. If he were to hit the free market, he would definitely get a sizable contract from some team. That's for sure. So, I mean, I, I don't know what his contract situation is, but if, if he is uh, signed on with Philly for another couple of years or so, uh, then they definitely get an incredible tra- trading block and trading ship, and that's something that um, they would, I'm sure, fully fully leverage. But no, nah, Carson Wentz is, um, I mean, he arguably an MVP. He was, he was awesome all year and such a young player. Okay. JB? Mm, I don't know. In the words of Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend. You think about <laughs> if, if Foles is able to pull off a Wentz-like performance and you know that uh, Wentz is going to have big money paid toward him, unlike Foles, he's not going to have to be as expensive as Wentz. Uh, I don't know. There's, it's Like I said before, the team I talked about a little bit, it's worthy of a discussion. Because you talk about trade bait, who wouldn't want to have Carson Wentz on their squad, number one. Number two, we don't know how well he's going to be after this injury. That still remains to be seen. Uh, you come back from a torn ACL, generally speaking, you're able to get back out there nine months or so, but it's not guaranteed he's going to be 100% or going to look like the old Wentz that we've seen in the past. So that's still a big question mark. So I think if he plays the way he played in this uh, NFC Championship game and can stay consistent like that, yeah, I think it's it's definitely up for discussion. Okay. Dr. Train. Um, <clears throat> well, it is a tougher question. I got the first one wrong. If I get this one <laughs> wrong, too. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that I hurt your feelings, Train. I don't care. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Bruh. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say no. I don't I don't I don't see it be a court a quarterback controversy. Um, I see you having two quarterbacks there. The reason why I say no is that um, as as well as Nick Foles may play and and help lead the team to a Super Bowl win. Um, we have not seen Nick Foles carry a team through a season. Um, then on the flip side, you haven't seen Carson Wentz. Um, we've seen Carson Wentz finish the season, and then we saw the second-year maturity. And, I mean, we talk about a big jump between Carson Wentz first year and Carson Wentz second year. Uh, this is definitely not uh, Nick Foles' first rodeo. I will say Nick Foles does have familiarity because uh, he was drafted by the Eagles, and uh, Doug Peterson was there when he drafted him. So he has familiarity with, with, with Doug Peterson. But, um, no, I think uh, Carson Wentz is still your guy. Uh, you may have a nice trade bait, but I wouldn't even be too quick to just trade him, you know, unless somebody gives you a lights-out deal. Um, this league has proven, yeah, you can have a starting quarterback, but one good hit. One good injury, um, you need a backup that can get you there. So they have that, you know, uh, unless it's a con- unless it's a contract year and you can't bring them back. You know, I- I'm going to say this, and I think you know Jay and I talked a little bit about this yesterday. It will be interesting. It is it is obviously a lot of things have to fall into place. Um, I I do agree with K Star that Wentz has shown that he's the franchise. But at the same time, you know, 
if a guy's able to do that, what do you do with him? And I don't know that if the guy wins you the Super Bowl that you just stick him back on the bench next season. I think he has earned the right to go out there and get a starting job, and I think Philly would owe it to him. I mean, he brought you a Super Bowl where no one gave you a chance. No one gave you a chance once Wentz went down. This guy gives you a Super Bowl, and, you know, you're going to sit there and sit. If I'm him, I'm like, mm, yeah, that ain't happening. You know, I'll sit out a year and come back in a year. I'll, you know, whatever. I like, like, this is my thanks for bringing you a Super Bowl. This is my thanks for keeping the team pretty much not, not skipping a beat with Wentz being out. And your thank you to me is thank you. You know, here's your, here's your Lombardi ring and go back to the bench here. Hold your clipboard. <laughs> You're like, you know, you, you gotta get, you, you know, and I know there's no loyalty and it's a business. I get all that. But you got to do the right thing here. You got to thank him, and you got to say, hey, look, you could offer it to him, but if he doesn't want it, you got to respect it and let him go. Trade him, release him, let him go. He has earned – he has earned – come on, we've seen some. Y'all see some of the quarterback play out there this year? I mean, Bortles, you know, improved a little bit, so maybe Bortles has done enough to secure his job. But, you know, there's some pretty bad quarterback play out there in the NFL. He has earned the right to go out there and, and compete for a starting job on another team or just outright get a starting job as a Super Bowl champion. And I think they got to let him go. But I, I think it's unlikely that Wentz doesn't get the job back. But it would be interesting to see. It's interesting to sit back and say, hmm, it's like JB says, you know, we're talking ACL here. You know, we're not talking a high ankle sprain. <laughs> you know, we're talking a pretty significant injury. Um, so I think, I think, that, I think, you know, these are two teams we want to watch in the off season and see and see what they do. And and real quick before we touch on the Super Bowl, I just want to just I just want to to all to all the people out there that that rush to judgment because Stephen Jones talked about Des Bryant being a distraction. And everybody said, oh, there you go. Dez is out. I saw it on every show today. Dez is out of here. Dez is out of here. And then Jerry Jones comes back and says, yeah, no, no, no. Dez will be on the team next year. So you see, you see why you don't rush to judgment? You see why you just sit back and wait? He ain't going nowhere. He'll be on the team next year. Now, now, I think they're going to talk to him about his money. <laughs> I think they're going to sit him down and be like, hey, you know, bruh, <laughs> you know, we didn't talk about that money. We need to talk about that $13 million you're about to make because um, I'm sorry, 700 yards ain't worth $13 million. I think it's going to be a conversation, but I don't see Dallas letting him go. The last thing you want to do is let him get out there and get to some other team and then come back and hurt you. We don't had enough of that. And, and, and by the way, I hear they're going to keep DeMarcus Lawrence. You know, if they can't come to terms with him, they'll probably franchise him, and they're trying to keep Anthony Hitchens too. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I am so sick of seeing these guys. I mean, I mean, can we look at the players out there? The Barry Churches over there in Jaguar, the Jaguars. Terrence Newman, 39 years old, over there in Minnesota. Danny Amendola over there in New England. These are former Cowboys playing in a conference championship game. Thank you, Dallas, for not letting go some of this talent. Thank you. All right. Let's take a few minutes to talk about the Super Bowl. I think I'm ready now to give it about 90 seconds of my life. Um, Come get some. So, Train, let me start with you. What is it, what is the most intriguing thing 
about this matchup? What is it when you hear Philly and New England and being a football fan, what is it that the first thing you think of, like, I want to see this. I can't wait to see this. What is, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Um, honestly, uh, <clears throat> I will Nick Foles plays. Okay, that's fair. To me, that's the biggest wild card. I don't think Eagles' defense are going to shy away. I, I mean, I, I look at their defense, and I'm looking at a defense that through two games, through two playoff games, and they got they had a bye, and through two playoff games, the first team scored 10, the second team scored 7? Am I right? There was 7, right? What did they get? Did they get something in the garbage time? I stopped watching. No, it was seven. It was seven. Seventeen points, two playoff games. I understand they rate defense, the top defense, by total yards, but that is buffoon. That is ridiculous. (laughs) Point scored (laughs) wins game. Points win game, not yards. So that is um, that's something to look for. So. I don't think the defense will shy away, and it will all depend on how well Nick Foles plays. So that's, that would probably be like the, the top thing I, w- I would pay attention to. What does he do when, he, when he's on the field? Okay. JB, one thing you're going to look for in this game. Halftime adjustments. Who's going to be able to make the adjustments? Because you know Patriots are going to, or the Eagles going to be able to counter. Uh, it seems like the Patriots are the only team that makes adjustments at halftime. And that's why they've been victorious. So I'm anxious to see how that's going to play out. Okay. K-Star, one thing you're looking for in this game? Uh, just, you know, I mean, I'm looking to see that the front four can get pressure on Brady. I mean, they're the best front four in the league. You know, and, and we all know the Super Bowls in which Brady lost were against the Giants when they had a fierce front four. And you got to think that's their best chance to, to win the game from Philly's end of it. So, uh, I think that's obviously going to be the biggest driving force of, on if this game is A, is even going to be close, and B, if, if it gives uh, Philly a chance to win the game, it has to be through that pass rush. Yeah, I'm on the other side of that with you, K-Star. I want to see Tom Brady. Um, you know, Brady, is, Brady is, the, is the fuel that makes this engine go. And, you know, um, I, you know I think what's, what's missing in all of this Brady love is the fact that for three quarters he was average. For three quarters, he was pedestrian. And, you know, for a good portion of the second half of the season, he didn't do anything spectacular. I, I, I still, you know, I, I mean, yeah, the fourth quarter, he was lights out. But I'm still telling you, he's 40 years old now, guys. And I don't know. You know, just, you know there's going to be a time. And I, 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 I'm not going to take full credit for this, although I believe this and have been saying this for quite some time. Um, but Max Kellerman on first take certainly has pounded this into the into the ground that he's going to fall off a cliff. And I, I'm kind of in that discussion. Um, and he, and he, you know, he, he's not really falling off a cliff. But if you look at his performance, it's just, you know, like I said, for three quarters against Jacksonville, he was pedestrian. Now, you could say. Hey, hold on, T. He's playing Jacksonville best defense. I get, the, I get all that. That ain't never stopped him before. <laughs> you know, he's Tom Brady, okay? And clearly in the fourth quarter, 
you know, with, with no Ammon, I mean, I'm sorry, with no Gronkowski, with no Edelman all year, he was able to make it happen in the fourth quarter. So I want to watch him. I want to watch and see how he does, you know. Um, and I think I, I'm there with K-Star. You know, Philly can get pressure on you without blitzing. And he's, you know, Brady ain't the most um, mobile quarterback in the world. So I really want to see how Brady looks. And, you know, can, is there going to be a team out there that will get up on New England and then stay up? You know, is there a team up there that, that can, you know, Jay said at halftime adjustments, if you get New England down at halftime, you know, can you put them in a position? I mean, we saw it with, with Atlanta last year. You, you're up 28-3. to three. There is no reason on this planet y'all should have lost that game. And yet you lost that game. You go into Jackson, you're 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 you not into Jacksonville, but you're playing Jacksonville, best defense in the league, you know, best secondary in the league, and Jacksonville is up twenty to ten in the fourth quarter. Brady has really not done anything of much substance for three quarters, and then you just implode and the next thing you know, you're losing twenty four to twenty. You know, is there gonna be a team in a game that matters, in a game that's significant, that actually gets up on New England and, as Jay said earlier, um, keeps the foot on the gas and doesn't open that door and give Tom Brady that little bit of light. Because once Brady gets that light, it's, it's over. It's over. You might as well just they, – really, seriously, it could be 35 to nothing, and then they score and it's 35-7. And then they get a stop, and Brady comes down and makes it 35-14. The game's over, guys. Just just turn on, you know, I think Sound of Music will be playing on another, you know, channel or something. Go watch, go watch Sound of Music or something. You know, go watch The Wizard of Oz or something because it's over. You will find out in the morning that Brady came and won 41-38. It's done. And it's sad that he's that good. And so I want to see how Brady plays, and is there a team to kind of steal some of what you guys said that will keep the foot on the gas and keep the pressure on New England, make them play from behind, make them uncomfortable? Dude, you know, why is it that Why is it that we all know what Belichick is going to do? We all know that Belichick is going to try to take your biggest weapon away. Why, 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 come, <laughs> why come we can't do that to New England? You know what's going to beat Tom Brady. Eli figured it out twice, the defense. So will Philly be the team that can do that? Will Philly be the team that can go in there and keep relentless pressure on Tom Brady, make him uncomfortable back there, make him make uncustomary throws and uncustomary mistakes, or is this going to be another coronation? Are we going to have to see that boyhood smile and – you know, all the fake hugs and all the accolades and, yeah, God. All right. That's a preview, guys. Next week, we're really going to dig into this game, talk about matchups. There will be a lot more information out, the latest on Tom Brady's hand, which I think by next week will be um, you know, a non-issue. Um, we'll know more about Gronkowski, who was knocked out of that game, and will be able to play. Um, you know, any other injury updates. And, and we're going to get into this game, get into the matchups, get into who we think is going to win and why. And I'll get ready for Super Bowl 52.
It's coming. Less than two weeks away. This weekend we've got the uh, Pro Bowl. Um, you know, we'll see if it's any good. Congratulations to Jason Witten, eleventh uh, Pro Bowl he gets into. So good job. And um, you know, should be should be it's football. We'll check it out. You know, before the Royal Rumble. Just saying. So, um, hold on here, guys. You know, I have so many sound bites that I want to play, and then I code them by the name of the sound bite, and then I f- don't play one for a while, and then I can't remember <laughs> what it what it what it is. Um, hold on, it's coming. And, uh, maybe it's not coming. Okay, bear with me, guys. It's coming. It's coming. There it is. Okay, come on, K-Star. Tell me last night, when that song came on, you didn't lose your mind. When, oh, when, I definitely when, and, Yeah, and, and, when and, Money Mac <laughs> came down the... But, no, I but, that was but, awesome. But let me ask you a question. See, I knew Stone Cold was coming. I knew oh, he yeah. was coming. And, and, you know, if you watch wrestling, you knew, based on what McMahon was saying, how I don't owe anyone anything. I'm like, okay, here we go. He's setting it up for Stone Cold to come out. I thought possibly Hogan might come out because there were rumors that Hogan was going to participate. So I thought it was possible that Hulk Hogan would come out because we all know that, you know, WWE would be nowhere without Hulk Hogan. Um, but, but anyway, yeah, I, I had goosebumps last night on some of it. Some of it was pretty stupid. And the fact that there was no Hogan, although I get it, he said some racial stuff and it was bad what he said. Um, you know, and I'm a black man. He said some nasty things about, black men and you know i think he's mad that black guys banging out his daughter but you know i don't know if y'all seen his daughter but damn um but hey it is what it is um (laughs) yeah um no rock no kevin nash no bret hart although i think bret hart had a had a conflict that's why he couldn't make it but anyway you know if y'all wrestling fans out there you got wwe network watch the raw 25th anniversary for the most part it was pretty good for the most part it was pretty good so i had to play that because me and K-Star, once again, we were both watching last night. I almost felt like K-Star was in my living room watching it with me. It was pretty sad. Yeah. That's pretty sad. All right. Yeah, it, it was is. pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It really, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look in my They had played that last night. Oh, my God. Anyway. All right. Enough wrestling, enough football, enough Philadelphia and New England. I, I've pretty much had enough. I, I struggled through this show tonight. I, I, I just, I'm just not happy. Dilly, dilly. I, I don't know what I'm going to do next week. I may have to have one of you guys host something. I don't know. Um, it's just, it's not good. It's not good. So, uh, let's get, let's go and get everyone's, uh, final words and, uh, let's start with K-Star, your final words for the night. Uh, man, um, yeah, this matchup is not ideal. It would have been a lot better if Wentz were at least playing just to get kind of more excited about, uh, unfortunately we don't have that. We got Nick Foles versus Tom Brady. (laughs) 
not really a matchup to look forward to. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm about to end this on a negative note, y'all. Uh, shit. <laughs> this sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. All right, uh, JB. Final words. Uh, damn, you know, really a whole lot to say. This some barrels, what it is, but hey, they got a week to prepare. We'll see if there's going to be any um, any fallout. Gronk and his concussion protocol. See what's going to happen with that. Hopefully, nobody is injured during practice. Uh, I'll lie, Brady. So we'll see how the league goes and see how healthy both teams are going to be. Okay. Start the train. Final words. Jeez, guys, don't go be so bent out of shape. This is the last football game of the season. Got to enjoy it. It's still football. Um, I will say, uh, uh, got a couple of new head coaches passed over to the uh, Giants. Did they announce that yet? They may, like what he, they may like what he do offensively. Did they announce it? Is it official? Yeah, he's expect, yeah, yeah, he's expected to go. Oh, okay, but they didn't make it official yet. No, but the one that is official, congratulations to my brother Steve Wilkes, uh, head coach of the Cardinals. I saw his introductory speech. It looks like he's giving a presidential address. Uh, so, I always like to see a brother get a head coaching job. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'll be a low key yeah. Cardinals fan just just because I want him to succeed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Outside of that, I'll just be looking forward to my wife, you know, cheering for a team in the Super Bowl. I can't rightfully cheer for Nick Foles. I find that very difficult. If it was Carson yeah, Wentz, I'd be full on. <laughs> I have no problem. But cheering for Nick Foles feels strange, you know? Like cheering for, you know, man, next man up. No, not doing that. Hey, Train, Train, so, here's um, the question. Here's the question, Trey. Yeah. If the Bears yeah. were playing the Patriots, <laughs> how would you handle that? With a lot of class and shit talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, I'm just checking, man, because you're married. You're a married man now. You know what I'm saying? You're married man now. Football come and go, but the woman's forever. So I, 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 I'm just I don't, saying. I don't think my woman, I don't think my wife wants to see that matchup, just for the simple fact that if I, I well, she'll be able to handle it. She's good. Wasn't that the eighty-five matchup? Wasn't that the eighty-five matchup? That was the eighty-five matchup, matchup. and I'm, yeah. I mentioned that while we was watching the game. I was like, "Yep, Bears only played the Patriots once in Super Bowl, and we we kicked y'all ass forty-five to ten. Like, was the couch? I didn't even watch it. Oh. I wasn't even a Bears fan at the time, but I'm gonna hang my head on it." After you said that to your yeah. wife, how was the couch? I'm just wondering how the couch felt that night. <laughs> Comfortable as always, man. Comfortable as always. Hey, Listen. hey, ge- gentlemen, I need a favor. Um, I need you guys to say hello to the lovely Lena. I just got a text that she's listening. So can y'all, Jay, you know what I'm talking about, but y'all don't know her, but I don't really care. Just mm-hmm. just say hello to the lovely Lena for me. Will you guys give as, as As dad would say, hello there. <laughs> Hi, I'll, I'll drop some. There you go. I'll drop some bass for lovely Lena. She deserves it. Hello, lovely Lena. You are now ending the show on a positive note. 
Yeah, and she's rooting for the Patriots, by the way. Um, she's she's oh. a Patriots fan. Yeah. I, I told her, I told her we gotta, we got we gotta do something about that. You know, you you hanging out with Big T, Commissioner T. You you can't be, you gotta come over to the dark side and be a Cowboy fan. She said she'd think about it. Um, we actually went. I I I, I don't know. Let me see. Jay knows this. I don't think you guys. Know. So we went on a cruise back in October in New York. It's a booze cruise, all you can drink cruise, uh, booze cruise, and you get to dress up, um, wear costumes. And so we went as I went as like a cowboy super fan, and she went as a cheerleader. Um, damn. Okay. She got she was wearing that cheerleader outfit, and she got more. She got attention all night. Men, women, everybody. They, they just, I was just sitting there like, yeah, she's with me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, she's with me. No, she's with me. Yes, no, with me. You know, it was all night. So, anyway. Um, but, Lena, you got to work tomorrow, so you need to go get some sleep, okay? Just thought we'd say hello. We'll get some sleep. All right. Um, so, all right. one so, more thing to say before you, say before you get yep, down. Go ahead. Yeah, I just, I just, I just wanted to say. The only thing I want to finish up and say, fellas, is look, all four of us, I understand, we all have some kind of disdain for the Patriots. We truly do. But look, brothers, if they win, they're about to set a record. See, I've seen what Bilicek has done in the second stint in the coach to get the right quarterback to keep us sustainable winning season every year since Tom Brady has taken over? At some point, you got to stop hating and start congratulating. I actually might be putting for the people. Blow it out your ass. Thank you. Thank you. I was, I was about to say myself, I swear for the Lord. All right, I'm done. Train, says that, but he, train says that, but he was so dismissive with Tom Brady earlier. Being in the you know greatest football or athlete of all time, he just. Bro, oh, Michael Jordan? Right now. Are you serious? Don't tell me about that. Train, train. I agreed with you. I'm saying that you were just so dismissive, like it was just. I, I still am dismissive. <laughs> all right, well, blow it off your ass, bro. Don't, don't build them up. Championships. Blow that out your ass, <laughs> bro. Yeah. Um. You know, at some point, Train, I'll get there. At some point, yes, I will agree with you at some point. Okay, but you're coming at me while the wound is fresh. Okay, Philadelphia is in the fucking Super Bowl. The Philadelphia Eagles are in the Super Bowl. Okay? I'm used to seeing New England there, unfortunately. But now Philly's there, too? I got, I got, can't, I got nothing. I can't win. I can't. I, I root for Philly. I get thrown out of Cowboy Nation. I root for New England. I get thrown out of Nation Nation. I, I got nothing. I got nothing. I, I, I got, I got, I got nothing. I do. I got nothing. Even know what to do. I don't even know what to do. So, um, so I don't even, I don't even have any final words. That, that's how bad it is. I don't have any final words. I, I really ran out of I don't I didn't I didn't even have any introductory words. I really don't even have a lot of words. I just I'm just I, I don't know we've got a whole week to figure this out and JB and I have concluded that the lesser of two evils is to um 
I don't even want to say we're rooting for the Pats because I can't do it, but I can root against the Eagles. And I think that's what I will be doing is I'll be rooting against the Eagles. I, I just – I wish it could end in a tie. I want to see a tie. I want them to say, you know what, we played six quarters, and for um, the sake of the health of the players – the game ends in a tie. The first tie in Super Bowl history. Nobody gets a Lombardi, a Lombardi trophy this year. We'll see you next year. Not, not going to happen, I know. But I want to. Hey, I'll I, I tell you who I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for the referees. Yeah. I'm rooting yeah, for the I, referees because if they win, that means the Patriots will end up winning. Yeah. I want to. I want to. I just. I. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I, you know, I, all right. I just, I, the only last thing I have to say is. That's all I got. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you for a great show. Lena, thanks for tuning in. Um, Nice surprise to have her tune in. And, um, gentlemen, thanks for a great show. Um, if you're out there listening, it's uh, Google the Madden Voice. And, hey, by the way, we're on Stitcher, too, which is another podcast app. I forgot that we were on. We've been on it for about five years, and uh, <laughs> I, I totally forgot. So anyone out there on Stitcher that's listening to the Madden Voice, thank you so much. Um, I'll try to have more energy next week. I'll, I'll try to be more festive. Uh, I'll try to be more, you know, maybe a week of this, maybe I'll feel better. Uh, maybe something will happen in cowboy land that, that'll, you know, perk me up or something. I, I, I just, I just don't know. Um, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not feeling the Super Bowl like at all. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll just like go to the movies or something. I'll be the, I'll be the guy sitting in the movie theater by myself with some popcorn, you know, watching like, you know, st- Star Wars the force awakens or some, some junk. <sighs> All right. Well, for JB, for K star, for Dr. Train, we will be back here next week to really dive into Super Bowl 52, the new England Patriots against the Philadelphia Eagles. We will see you next Tuesday night. And somehow, some way we will talk about this game Because you know what I say, ultimately, whether I like it or not, this feud will end on the field. We'll see you next Tuesday night. Good night, everybody. Thank you.